0: Welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast, where we explore an empowering reframe on women, menopause, and midlife. I'm Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach, and I call menopause the passion portal a sexual and spiritual rebirth into the richest, most creative, and sexiest chapter of a woman's life. If you're entering perimenopause, immersed in menopause, or postmenopausal, and you're ready to rock your third chapter like a queen, this podcast is for you. Are you done with feeling like you're being put out to pasture? I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. In this show, I offer a body, mind, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on topics like female orgasm, pleasure, sensuality, tantric and Taoist practices, somatic healing, intimacy, and desire-based living. Basically, all the things that support you in manifesting and creating an amazing third chapter of your life. And oh yeah, I'm an astrologer, so you'll see some of that too. I'm so thrilled you're here. Welcome to the show. Hello there, gorgeous, and welcome back to the Wild Menopause Podcast. And as always, I am just so thrilled that you're here, that you're carving out some of your precious time to spend with me and tune into this. It really means the world to me, so thanks for being here. So in today's episode, I want to dive into three decisions that you have to make now, I don't mean you, I mean we, actually. I want to reframe that, that we have to make because these are decisions that we we have to make on a continual basis if we want to truly heal our relationship to our sensuality, reclaim our pleasure, and really thrive in our lives as the goddesses we were born to be, right? So I found that these three decisions can make all the difference and they're really essential to help us align with our desires, right? See I really believe that um, this plat- this path, the path path of pleasure and sensual reclamation, sensual sovereignty, if you will, you could also say the path of the sacred feminine, if that resonates. Um, it's a yoga path. It's a legit yoga path. It's a path of sensual healing and embodiment and enlightenment. There is definitely a sacred function to this and it's deep work, right? I'm not going to lie. So it's a yoga path. It's not a one and done. This is um, an ongoing unfolding, an ongoing discovery of who you are at the core, an ongoing discovery of the amazing vessel of your body This incredible, beautiful, sacred vessel that is carrying your soul through this lifetime. Um, Just continuing to discover more and more, layer by layer, the magic, the mystery, the power of this incredible body. And the sacredness of that, there's so many portals into the sacred in our body, especially when we're talking our sensual anatomy or erotic anatomy, if you will. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a yoga path, right? And just as in any spiritual path, spiritual journey, there are decisions that we have to keep making, keep aligning with, realigning with, right? Cause that's, that's the path, right? We just keep, um, going. Like in a meditation practice, you might be in the zone and then get distracted. And then you come right back, right? And then you come right back again to your meditation cushion and, and, um, come back to the practice. So, This is how I view this work. So the three decisions that we need to make are number one, we have to decide again, again and again, that we are sensual beings. So you have to decide, you have to decide that you are a sensual being and that pleasure is essential. I'm of the belief that we are all sensual beings, that we, our sensuality really exists for a reason, right? That it's not a mistake. We are designed and wired for pleasure. And, um, to reclaim that, to decide I am a sensual being is a really big deal. right? This is some this is some heavy lifting in terms of mindset, some deep psychological work. And um, if you're like everyone I know, you've <laughs> you've had heavy conditioning around this, right? All the myths we have about our sensuality, that it's shameful, that it's frivolous, that it's dangerous. So much has been put on us since. Very young children, and by people who a lot of the time we're trying to protect us, right? This world is not kind to sensual beings, but when we make that decision and nobody can make it for us, but when you make that decision and no one can make it for you, you start to shift things in your body on a cellular level. You'll feel it. You start to really operate from a different frequency when you truly decide this I am a sensual being. And once you make that decision, you start to get curious. Wow, what does give me pleasure? And that's where the fun begins. Get curious and explore what does pleasure really mean to me? What flavors of pleasure really truly nourish me as a sensual being? So so decision number two that we have to make, and this is a big one too, we have to decide that pleasure is our responsibility. Now that, that can be triggering. So just just, it was for me initially. Just let that land for a moment. It's our responsibility, right? We have to decide to do it for us, and nobody can do it for us. We can absolutely experience pleasure with others 100%, but the decision has to be ours that we take responsibility for our pleasure. And this is deep, again, deep psychological work this is deep healing work and a very bold decision to make that choice of owning you know your agency in your pleasure it's just so key and you see so many examples of you know people giving that power away all the time in movies and the media you know the whole um i'll use a really cliche example here but say a woman wants more passion in a marriage, for example. So she goes out and buys lingerie to kind of please her partner, things that um, her partner would find sexy or hot, and then it always ends up tanking, failing, right? Because really, it has to be for you, right? When you, If you do go out and say, buy lingerie for, again, that cliche example, it, absolutely 100% has to be because it makes you feel good for no other reason and that's how the people in our lives respond to us differently and um they either you know fall out of our lives or get closer to us it's it just automatically aligns everybody when we really embody that power and choose that agency that oh, I'm going to do this for me you know whatever that is whatever the pleasure your body is craving, your soul is craving, when you really decide to, to take it for you. It it just empowers you on such a deep level. And again, also a decision that we have to keep making again and again, because this world will try to throw you off of that constantly, right? You're always taught to seek pleasure outside of yourself or make it about other people, you know, twist yourself into a pretzel, fit yourself into some kind of mold, and then you'll be loved, right? It's such bullshit. <laughs> it's really bullshit. The core of self-love, I believe, is that self-validation of really deciding that pleasure is our responsibility. That's there's a lot there, right? So in and out of the bedroom, there's a there's a lot there. So the third decision I want to talk about is um that we have to decide to make space for pleasure in our lives. This is really challenging during these, these times in history, right? With all the technology, we all feel super, super busy. So we have to decide, first of all, to make the time and there's a few nuances here, we have to make the time for, you know, more spaciousness, of course, so we can really have time to drop into our body, maybe do the healing work we need to do to experience more pleasure to heal, whatever kind of trauma we have happened to be holding. But um, we also have to decide to weave it into our day. Right? These are the micro decisions, which I'll talk about when I get to the tips in a moment. But we have to choose to this is like lifestyle medicine, right? Definitely chunks of time, more spaciousness to do practices, formal practices, but also making those micro decisions throughout your day to choose pleasure. So we have to decide in those two ways to make space for it in our lives. And I want to add to that, we <laughs> we also have to decide to make space for it in our physical realm, right, to make space in your house, I'm talking real practical here, that speaks to your sensuality, your inner goddess. And I always um, really encourage my clients to create an altar to, um, to their sensuality, to the goddess Venus or however you want to do that, something that speaks to your, your sensuality, but also create a practice space for yourself in your home. And I've done a whole podcast on this. You've probably listened to that one previously about how to really carve out that physical place in your home so that you have a place to do practices that really support your sensual healing and embodiment things like the jade egg practice or self-pleasuring or sensual movement or breath work place in your home space in your home create your own temple this is essential because this is going to really help send signals of safety to your nervous system and just make it more seamless make it more again like lifestyle medicine that's just woven into your life when you can really get those reminders on a daily basis around you that you are a sensual being and that, um, you know, doing practices that support you and that is important, not only just important, essential, right? Pleasure is essential. Your sensuality, your sensual pleasure is absolutely essential. So those are the three decisions, right? First, we, just to recap, we have to decide we're sensual beings, right? And that pleasure is essential. Number two, we have to decide that pleasure is our responsibility. And again, no pointing fingers here whatsoever. This, this, I'm saying this to empower you that, um, to give you agency to choose it, right? And that, um, you have a lot more agency than maybe you've been led to believe around this. So we have to decide that we're going to, we're going to take up that mantle of power. And, um, yeah. And, and it's our responsibility right? Responsibility gets a bad rap. It could be a sexy word too. <laughs> so, and then three, of course, we have to make space. We have to decide to make space in our lives, space for our physical practices uh, in, in terms of schedule and um, choosing micro doses throughout our day, weaving it in, making space that way, and also physical space, making a temple in your home. So some tips to support you. How do we remember? One of my teachers, when I was studying orgasmic meditation, Nicole Don, she used to always say, remember to remember. And it felt a little confusing at first, but it makes sense now, right? In the context of this, right? How do we rem- remember that we're sensual beings in this crazy world we live in, right? So remember to remember. One of the things that works for me really well, I know Nicole had like a necklace that she would wear, her remembering necklace. I... I like a bracelet. I have this double um, moonstone bracelet. These two kind of stretchy crystal bracelets that I wear. And that's my goddess bracelet, I call it. But that bracelet helps me to remember that I'm a central being, and that pleasure is essential, and that it's my responsibility, and to make space for it in my life. <laughs> so there's a lot going on with that bracelet, right? So <laughs> but something as simple as that can be really powerful. You know, it could be a, a a ring. I I say, what I would recommend is making it a little ceremonial for yourself. Like intentionally purchase a piece of jewelry if you're going to go the jewelry route for this purpose. Like have a goddess date. Maybe take yourself out to lunch or take yourself out for a cappuccino and choose something beautiful. Right, the art of self dating and buy yourself some jewelry. It could be a necklace, ring, bracelet, something that you can touch, you know, easily throughout your day to remind you to make those decisions that can be super powerful. Another tip I have for you on this is to create your own mantra. And I kind of, I spoke to this a little earlier back with uh, the first decision, whatever archetype speaks to you, archetype speaks to you like a priestess, a goddess, a courtesan, Play with that. Say, I am a priestess and pleasure is how I pray, you know, like I said earlier. So create your own sensual mantra, your own goddess mantra, if you will, priestess, courtesan. And I would say, write it down because the writing by hand is really powerful. So maybe write it down uh, many times on a piece of paper so you can really root it into your nervous system. And then you have that mantra that you can repeat when you need it. When you're out there in the world and people or life in general is trying to get you to forget, <laughs> you have your mantra, right? You can go to it. I like that one a lot. And to take it next level, you could um, even do a manifesto for yourself, right? Write a whole thing out on what exactly, um, what type of pleasure I should say, like really get specific, write down a manifesto for yourself, of what you require in terms of pleasure. And you could just stream of consciousness on this, like just write and write and write, and then come up with a draft, a manifesto for yourself of um, a promise that you're making to yourself to decide, to choose pleasure, to choose your sensuality. That could be another beautiful way. And then um, I spoke to this a little bit about the physical space. It could be really beautiful to have an altar devoted to your sensuality that you can look at. If you love crystals, I love crystals. So there are always crystals there. Um, Any kind of elemental thing is beautiful for an altar. Just really feel in and see what speaks to you and your sensuality. Another beautiful thing you can do in relation to that is to look up in your astrology chart, your natal chart, where your Venus is. And just get to know the essence of your Venus archetypally, elementally, and see if anything lights up for you just out of curiosity. See if, um, is it as a fire, water, air, and does that speak to you? Can you feel that alive in your body? What I find to be true about astrology is that when we start to, um, just like anything in the universe, we put our attention on a specific area of the natal chart, it starts to activate. It starts to grow and starts to kind of speak to us. And that might sound a little woo, but I found that to be true. And quite often our Venus um, really wants to be heard from. (laughs) I've used to do um, a lot of these goddess on a mission readings. I I still do them occasionally, but um, it was always really fun to really explore Venus in a woman's chart and just to see what comes up. So I would recommend that as well. And in the show notes, I'll I'll leave a link where you can look up your own astrology chart if you don't know where your Venus is. A lot of people don't. They'll know their moon even and their rising, their sun of course, but not their Venus. Right? That speaks volumes about the world we live in, right? So, I will leave my um favorite link that I share with people if they want to look up their birth chart and specifically where their Venus is. It can be super fun. So, I'm going to wrap it there. That's all for now. And um again, these decisions are, you know, like a yoga path. We have to keep choosing it. We have to keep aligning. But I wanted to give you that framework so that you can start to empower yourself. Because, again, all the tools in the world I can give you all the practices, unless we first make those decisions, they're really not going to do us much good, right? Unless we decide, like, you are in the driver's seat 100% of your life. And, um, yeah, beautiful things can happen when uh, when we make these choices. All right, love, I will catch you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you're curious, you want to know more, perhaps you want to go deeper, you're my kind of woman, and I would love to meet you. I'd love to have you as part of my community. I created an online temple that I think you're going to love. It's called Sacred Pleasure. And there we explore all kinds of sensual healing practices, really centered on the female body. You can check that out with the link in the show notes. Again, sacred pleasure. Just click that link and check it out. And again, if it resonates, I'd love to see you in there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you feel would really benefit from what I'm sharing on the show, please share the love, pass it along. I would appreciate that so much. All right, that's it for now. Take care. I'll catch you next time.